Hello and welcome to episode two of the Sunfire Tavern podcast. Uh, you can now reach us at Sunfire Tavern on Twitter and Sunfire Tavern on Instagram if you want to make any requests, uh, reach out to us or just follow us and see what we're doing. Uh, you've got myself, Clark, and my good buddy, Ollie. Hey, what's up? Not much. What's up with you? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good, man. Had a pretty pretty good week. Uh, just chilling. You know, it's quite hot outside right now in the in the UK. So, yeah, just sitting next, sitting in front of a fan right now. So. Yeah, same. In fact, you can probably hear that on the recording, and I'm I'm hoping it's not too irritating. <laughs> uh, but I've got a fan pointed at my feet right now because it is so hot. Yes. And it's supposed to be going up to 31 degrees, I believe, tomorrow. So. Oh God. I'm going to be offline pretty much the entire day, just crying in a bath. So, the week so far, so I've actually been on vacation, and mm. it's given me some time. Obviously, within a vacation in lockdown is very difficult, because um, it just means I'm sitting at my desk not having my laptop turned on for work, because uh, we're all still working from home, and we're still locked very much indoors. Yes. So, uh, it gave me some time to play some games that I might have put off, or not really thought about for a while, and one of the ones I picked up was the the, the Last of Us Remastered, mm. which it's a game that I've had um, I've probably bought three times and never got more than halfway through, because uh, every time I got to a certain point in it, my save either corrupted or I lost my save file. Oh, so I found it got quite frustrating to the point where I didn't want to play it anymore, um, and initially I didn't find the game uh, that engaging because obviously it's really overhyped like it i mean i wouldn't say overhyped but it's hyped it's definitely got a following like you know like you hear a lot about it and people are like you know oh it's the best sort of cinematic experience for a video game that's the one you hear a lot right like yeah and it, it feels like you're just playing a movie with annoying gameplay gaps in between <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's how i review it to people like it, it, it's almost like the gameplay is is an annoyance mm, mm, um because you want to know more about what's going on like the story moves so quickly and yeah uh, the character progression is so deep and so involved. Like, um, I, I remember the first time I, I played it, because I always got to the point where you meet the second set of protagonists. Um, yes. Which is um, a guy and his son, I think. Yes, uh, I uh, forgot their names. I get to. But yeah, I, yeah, I know who you mean well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's always where I get to, and then uh, something happens with my save, or I just stop playing it for some reason. Um, so right now I've just got to, I've just got past Bill. So ah, yeah, his Bill's town. Tom. Yeah, Billstown, and um, I'm just I'm just enamoured with it. Like it's so interesting. The game is, mm, um, yeah. and I completely forgot about the the big twist in the intro, which I, I won't mention. But um, you know, obviously, when you watch the intro to the game and, and you meet Joel for the first time, yeah, I forgot how impactful that intro was, and, and it's, it's pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think being in lockdown as well, there's obviously a a, um, a deeper connection to it. Yeah. Definitely, because it's it's scarily close to the world that we're approaching. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's a little bit worrying. In fact, like like if you actually um the, so so the, the the bit of the storyline that stood out to me is that um they had this virus that went around the world and it was just like a flu like virus that didn't really no one really cared about it and they went into a lockdown they came out um and then they started to um, cure the virus, and it was a cure that was rushed out because they wanted to get it out quickly. And it wasn't properly tested. Yeah, the cure was administered to loads of people, um, and then, like over time, people started to turn. Yeah, and I'm like, oh dear, we're at like phase two of that story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're getting there. Got to make sure. I mean, hopefully, people don't start turning into fungal, feral monsters. But 
Yeah, you know. Word a bit more interesting. Oh yeah, I guess so. You know, yeah, just uh, liven things up a bit. You know, on the well, on the lo- lockdown's been boring. Like, oh, yeah, it's been better to do in lockdown. So go out and hunting clickers and stuff. Yeah, Which, exactly. By the way, I'm not going to swear, but they can get wrecked. I hate those things. They are extremely frustrating to deal with. So yeah, because I've been um I've been playing because obviously The Last of Us Two dropped uh on Friday, so yep. a few days ago. Yeah, so. That's basically what I've, I was playing over the weekend. Um, so okay. I'm I'm a huge fan of Last of Us One. Um, I am probably one of these people who you'd probably hear like touting the game as one of the best games uh, in terms of cinematics and stuff like that. But I'm also a huge fan of the gameplay. Like I really like the whole like sort of stealth action, like super low resources and kind of like you have to really think about how to use like the tools you've been given to be the most yeah. effective and yeah just naughty dog as always do like such a great job with the animations and um the feel of like how visceral the combat is you know it's like it's you know it's it's a bit it's it's kind of like almost like gratuitous in its violence but it's also like it's not like you know like a doom style violence it's more like realistic right so uh it's definitely engaging in that sense i guess you know it's kind of like makes you go like oh god what is happening here um, yeah, and, and and with the the very reduced UI, like like mm. there's the, the barely any UI in the game at all. Yeah, it almost feels like you are just watching like cutscenes from a story. Yeah, and every now and again you just do a little bit of like Metal Gear Solid action, and then you go back to another great cutscene, and and each cutscene so far. So like, there's this bit where um, Ellie's in the, in the car with Joel, and she's reading ma- magazines that she stole from um, yeah from Bill from Bill and obviously there's a magazine that shows you that he's gay and, and you realise that the partner he was talking about was his actual like actual partner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. not just like his partner in crime. And and it's just really good how it does these like subtle moments of just throwing these little things at you to make you go, Oh, I didn't realise that and, and yeah. the, the world building is so incredibly intense. Yeah, the the environmental storytelling in uh, The Last of Us and it's kind of come through in The Last of Us Two a little bit as well, just like seeing the amount of the attention to detail of like uh, the cities and stuff like that. Like um I'm currently in the in the play, in the first sort of city of the game, which is Seattle. And mm. uh, you know, looking through and seeing all the story, you know, you know, basically what's happened to the city and the story as it develops is like so in, so detailed in terms of like you know all the little notes you find even even not just you know even not the explicit notes you pick up but kind of just like you know the writings on the wall or like you know the the ways that things have been like laid out in a room kind of tell its yeah. own like story and yeah like it's so engaging right it's just like you get really attached or really like uh immersed in the world right and it's like really fascinating to to go through and well, it's... I've only, I've only, sorry, I've only heard like um, extremely positive things about it. I mean, I saw that it got review bombed on launch day by yeah. Metacritic. Yeah. But that's just, I guess, Internet Edge Lords just being shitty. Yeah, I haven't, because I have the, the heavy LGBT storyline. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, I mean, I don't think it's really a spoiler because it's on all of the um, advertising for the game. Yeah. But Ellie is a lesbian and she has like a lesbian relationship in this. Yes. And people are like, well, this is not my game, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm not playing like, there's women in my video games. It's like, oh, just shut up. Just let, it's, it, let yeah. it happen. Like, it's fine. It's pretty, I don't know, just like, why does it, you know, I, I guess if, why, 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 I don't even, under, I just, I, I don't really understand like why it offends people or why people get so angry about this kind of thing. Uh, I guess to me, because obviously, I don't know, I just don't get it at all. Like, why you would go out of your way to review bomb something when it's representing, you know, something like LGBT storylines or, you know, rights or something like that. I, I don't know. Like, it seems like such a weird thing to get frustrated about. don't have anything else to focus on in their life, so let's get mad at a video game. I guess so. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you could talk for hours about why people rage at video games. I mean, mm. in my previous job, I was sitting at the front of 
um, one of the biggest games on the planet, and my job was to listen to people complain about it mm. and then try and be nice to those people. And sometimes it gets a little bit difficult to kind of empathize with someone who is just raging at you because they've got nothing else to do. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and you want to be helpful, you want to be kind and friendly, because so, games are amazing, they bring people together. Yeah. But sometimes people, I mean, I remember I spent an hour on the phone um, with a guy who was just screaming at me about one of our upcoming titles. Mm. And I'm not going to mention what it was or talk about the game at all, but he just screamed at me for an hour, and it wasn't any part of my job to talk about that or to listen to it or whatever, and I just had to sit there and just get screamed at. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just think, it's just a game. Like, just, yeah. uh, you know, why you have to be mad? Is it here? Why, is, is on the yeah. game. Why you have, to be, game? Why you have to be mad? Yeah, I, I uh, get I'm, I'm super glad to hear that you're enjoying The Last of Us mm. too. Yeah, um, so far. Obviously, without spoilers, like, it's interesting to hear uh, your experience so far, because mm. I'm... I'm Desperately trying to avoid any storylines for this. Yeah, the yeah. Game being so heavily storyline based, just even little ruining bits here and there kind of take away from your your progress through the game. Yeah, your experience, right? Yeah. I mean, I won't discuss yeah. anything story wise of anything that's happening in the story, but you know, the the gameplay's been pretty good. I mean, it's more of the same from the Last of Us one. There's a few more gameplay uh, additions to it, which have been interesting uh, to see, like some more different crafting recipes and stuff like that, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they've kind of changed a few of the like stealth mechanics in a way or made them a little bit more interesting at least to me like it feels a lot more in- a lot more interesting from playing the first one um and uh what else was there there was another really big thing oh so the one of the biggest changes they kind of did in in the last of us 2 where uh, they kind of showed it in some of the uh, gameplay footage and um, videos they've released already where there's these sections where it's kind of more like open worldy in a way oh, um, i've heard this yeah yes. So, so it's interesting because you know the last of the last of us one, you know, extremely linear. You just kind of go through corridor. point A to B, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a corridor shooter yeah. essentially. Yeah. I mean, I don't think at any point I've actually had the option to kind of explore alternate paths so far, and I'm probably nearly halfway through it now. I think because it's yeah. what twenty hours. The last of us one, twenty hours. Yeah, roughly around twenty hours. I'd say yeah, fifteen yeah. twenty hours. I think I've probably put about maybe eight to ten hours in so far, and mm. I, I can I, I feel like I'm I'm moving forward at a pretty fast pace pace this time. Mm, mm. Uh, but sorry, carry on. I don't uh, Oh, um, so like in so basically, I had the first sort of open world section open up to me, and it's pretty cool because you get like a map, and you kind of like you know you go around marking things on the map and being like, oh, you know, there's a hint. You know, when you go to one place, there's a hint about hinting like you know a stash or something in another place, and then Ellie will like mark it on her map, and um, you know, so there's. It, it kind of it, at the end of the day, it's kind of the same experience. Like you, it's still really like you, you kind of do still have to go from point A to B, but it's kind of instead of going from straight from point A to B, you kind of go from point A to like to C and then to D, and then maybe you go to like point F or something, and then you go back to point E, and then so you go to point B, right? It, so you know, it gives you like little micro distractions and stuff to stop you from just going straight forward through the game. So. Yeah, exactly right. It, 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 it's not it's not like Ubisoft style open world where. You have to go and collect towers and then thousand mini quests that no. aren't really anything useful. No, like that. It's, it's not like that. It's, it's more just, you know, at the end of the day, it is really, you know, you're just scavenging for more equipment and stuff like that, right? But at least it's it's more fulfilling in the sense that you're hearing stories from the characters or them talking about certain things or, you know, their reactions. That's the real meat and potatoes of the exploration stuff, I think. Like, if that wasn't there, it would kind of feel a bit gratuitous and unnecessary. But the fact that it's giving you, you know, these, like, you know, pe- hearing the characters discuss certain places or events you know memories and stuff like that based on what's happening it's uh that's the part that's really interesting to me at least as a player um but yeah i think it's cool uh but 
to, to ask another question on it, do you mm, feel so far that it's respectable, uh, respective of the original? Like it feels like a, a direct follow-on? Or do you feel like maybe a second team have picked it up and kind of made their best efforts at it and kind of missed some of the subtleties that the original had? Hmm. Do you feel it connects really well? I th- well, I think for me to, like, for, obviously to fully answer that question, I think I need to go through the whole game. But from right now with where the plot is, uh, obviously I'm not going to discuss the plot or where I am, um, but uh, it does feel a little bit less nuanced than the first game but it's still like you know the characters are really great and all the you know the things that are happening are still like riveting and gripping and i still want to go back and play and find out what happens next right but yeah like and and you know naughty dog does such a great job with their capture and their voice acting and you know everything to really deliver the what's happening in the story so well that it's just enthralling um but in terms of the actual overarching plot and kind of what it's like getting at yeah it's a little bit less nuanced i guess but i mean we'll see what happens when i finish the game and you know how far it goes so you know i sort of feel like i'm expecting a similar sort of experiences to bioshock to bioshock 2 yeah yeah bioshock 1 was just i mean the the ending to that game and again i'm not going to spoil it because i really hope people go out there and Mm. and play bioshock Mm. because that that moment in the and you know the moment i'm talking oh yeah yeah, the the moment and you're just like well, screw you, game. You have been really... Well, I, well, I can't even say it because it would reveal what happened, but, but I, I remember getting angry at the game for, for not knowing what that, that moment was. And then yeah. when I played 2, I was like, there's no real point in this game where the storyline impacts me. It, mm. it just feels like I'm just in this world again or I'm in you know a similar world again. Yeah, just, yeah. Just kind of drifting around. And then 3 had this massive impact because the storyline was incredible. They closed it up. They did it really well. And... I feel like The Last of Us 2 may possibly fall into that, where they're, they're trying to expand the world and, and push it out to a new audience and you know put it into a new platform or whatever, because it's on PS4 instead of PS3. Um, and I don't know if they're struggling a little bit, making it a bit too big, like, like they have with the Assassin's Creed games, where they just made them way too big. Yeah, I think I think definitely the, the analogy you've made of like Bioshock 1 to Bioshock 2, I don't think it's quite as bad as that because i remember playing bioshock 2 and literally not giving any kind of shit about what the story was like or you know i, I don't really remember g- the story i don't even remember i thought the gameplay changes were fun and i really had fun i had a lot of fun playing that game but yeah in terms of the story like i actually have no idea what happened in the, in, in bioshock 2 like there was no memorable moments for me in terms of that story but you know with last of us 2 there's at least some it seems like you know there are memorable moments and they have you know tried to you know, play along with the story and see what's going on. There's some really great character moments that I've had, uh, that I've seen so far. Um, but yeah, I mean... You mean in The Last of Us 2, not Bioshock? Sorry, in, in, yeah, sorry, in, in Last of Us 2 is, is I'm saying there's like a lot of really good uh, character moments in that, right? Where, uh, you know, exploring the relationships between characters and, you know, um, it's really quite personal and it's really great. Um, but in terms of, yeah, the overarching plot, we'll see. I'm not sure. i I'm sure I'll have comments on it when I finish it, uh, probably in a future episode. But yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Hmm. Um, so I guess that brings us on to the the, the the bigger point of last week, which was the the PS5 announcement. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, which obviously everyone on the internet has been uh, mocking or ripping into in some way, shape, or form because mm. of kind of how ridiculous it looks. Yeah. I, think it lo- I think it looks okay, <laughs> but I I don't really understand what living room they expect that to be comfortable in yeah just like a big router right? yeah I, th- I think my initial reaction was kind of like when as, f- as soon as i saw it i was like it just looks like a old school alienware pc 
Like it just it just it looks a bit crazy. Like the whole like flared edges on the on on the sides, and um, uh, what's it, another? Yeah. Have you seen those? It like... sort of looks like it's it's kind of applying to be on RuPaul's Drag Race or something. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Because it kind of like <laughs> appeared, and and uh, do, do you remember when they did all the the reveal for it? Like there was all those really weird interstitial graphics being played. Like yes, um, yes, like, all that just it was way too much. It was, and yeah. I get that they're trying to sell like uh, very similar to how Apple sell their products. They're trying to sell a lifestyle, yes, not necessarily yes. just a console. And I understand that, but at the same time, it was really overdone. It was like, um, have you ever seen um, Brass Eye? Uh no, I I know the name Brass Eye, but I don't think is I've it ever... Brass Eye. I don't Brass know. Maybe called Brass Eye. I think it's, it's a, a it's the a... sketch comedy show, right? Or like kind of yeah. skits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a parody show um, of the news, effectively. Like, right. How okay. Yeah. The news gets. Yeah. And the intro sequence of that is this really over the top set of like graphics that are going like, and it it just goes on and on and on. But if ever you've seen Spaceballs, the intro to that where it takes way too long for the ship to pass over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's effectively that. Right? <laughs> and that's how I felt the PlayStation 5 launch was. I was just like, just show us the console. Yeah, like, it, exactly. It, it's too, And then they, they finished it by not revealing the price, which tells me it's mm. going to be more expensive than people expected. Yeah. But I'm not really one of those people that cares what the console looks like because I care what the console can do. Yes, exactly. That's the important part, right? Yeah, and then, and then looking at the fact that you've got the option of digital and a disc version, there's a discussion ongoing whether the disc version is going to be less or more expensive because um, what they might do is take the disc drive out and just put more storage space in because hmm. you're naturally going to need more storage space as games are now like hundreds of gigabytes rather than five or ten gigabytes yeah. were when the PS4 came out. Yeah. But uh, did you see the launch titles, what they announced? Yeah, uh, I watched the presentation live. So I was watching it uh, with a bunch of friends. We were all just in a Discord server just watching it and you know, riffing yeah, on it and stuff. Um yeah, it was great. Um, I think the what, the game that really stood out for me personally was um, I think it's called Liv- Little Devil Inside. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I really really liked the um, the the art style, the graphics. It looked like it was interesting, and then it went shot cut to the gameplay, and it was kind of like character action, which I was not expecting at all. And it seemed like pretty good. Like the animations were great. It seemed like it had a lot of weight to the combat and stuff. And yeah, it seemed. I, I, it was the, it was the game that kind of stood out to me as in like one of the more interesting ones. You know, there was a lot of a uh, generic sort of looking things like um yeah. Uh, what was that? What was the the ghost game? It was like a, it was like a first person shooter like ghost game. The Tokyo one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we are we are opposition here. Yeah. I I saw Little Devil and I thought that looked really kind of like generic in like as if you just took the generic components of an indie game and just threw it into another game mm, okay that's okay that's what you get yeah but the the tokyo one which i don't think it was bethesda i think it was um because there's another game that bethesda announced that was the uh the, like, the time loop one yeah death loop yeah that was it and it looked amazing that did but uh, it was, i'm trying to think of the name of the tokyo game now uh, i'm actually looking down the list of launch titles Oh, I think, cool. I think we, are, we are on very opposite sides of this. Of this yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo. Yes, that's and the I one. I thought yeah. that looked amazing. Mm, like, mm. But then, then again, I'm a big fan of like uh, big cinematic games and like Square Enix games and yeah. stuff. So that really spoke to me. Uh, and there was another one as well called um, it was the Square Enix title, and all you saw was like about ten seconds of what like a cinematic playing. I think it was called Project Project Athia. Was that the one with the astronaut? No, no, no. That, that looked cool. That did look cool, but probably not my kind of game. I, me, me, um, and my friends, when we were seeing that, we were every, all of us were just like, "Is this a Death Stranding sequel, or is this like Death <laughs> Stranding DLC?" We were like, "Death Stranding." 
Death Stranding? But no. It did look very similar to Death Stranding. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking it might have been like a like a side story or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the one out of all of the reveals that really impressed me was that Kena Bridge of the Spirits. Oh yeah, that was great. That was really cool. Yeah. That also seemed really unique. Like, like mm. it, it was a little bit of Zelda, a little bit of like maybe Alundra, if you remember Alundra. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like Pikmin. That was like one of the first things I yeah. saw. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like a crossover of like multi different games, and it created this kind of super cool looking thing mm. that to, to me remind me very much of Ori in the Blind Forest. Like, not necessarily the art style, but just the the stuff that was happening in the game looked very similar to how Ori's story progressed. Yeah, yeah. If you've played that game. I don't know if you've played uh, it. It's on my list. It's on my, on my list of uh, awesome. games to play. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so so um, I'm trying to think of some of the other titles. There was the... Um, oh, what's that? Ratchet and Clank game as well? Oh, yeah. The, is, is that a new one? Yeah, it's a new one, right? It is a new yeah, one, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I don't know if you felt the same as me on this one, but it looked like all of the launch titles were given a specific feature of the console to, to feature. Mm, mm. So, like, the Jack and Daxter one, for example, was the instant loading. Yes. So the, the, the big selling point of this generation is that we're not going to have loading screens anymore. Mm. Or if we do, they're going to be very short. Yes. And Jack and Daxter was doing this whole thing where it opened a portal and you jump through and it's a different level and you do the same thing again and you kept pulling through. Mm. Um, and then, if I remember rightly, there was the the hi- the hyper sweaty trailer for the NBA game. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> so they'd obviously been they'd obviously been given like we need you to show sweat. And yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Okay. We'll we probably do that. And it was the sweatiest trailer I've ever seen in my it, life. Oh, that man was sweating <laughs> profusely. That was it was, it was literally. <laughs> All, when when it came on, all all we, we, like me and my friends were saying it was just like, look at the sweat on that man. Like yeah. he's not even doing that much. He's just it must be really hot in there, you know? Like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was honestly at the point where I was like, okay, I get that you're trying to show the the realistic sweat of like, sweat pouring down someone's face and whatnot. Yeah, but that is way too much. Like, yeah, I know, right? It was just <laughs> like okay, it it sort of reminded me like in the I want to say early noughties. Um, when Square Enix were moving their cinematics from like obsessing with realistic-looking faces to suddenly getting the hair right, mm-hmm. and I remember there was this very brief period of time where everyone was just talking about hair, yeah, constantly because yep. it was like, oh my god, have you seen Lara Croft's hair when she has um, Nvidia Hairworks enabled? Oh yeah. yeah. And there was this one cinematic, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Final Fantasy 13, where um, there was like this bit where I think Fang flicks her hair, and it looked like real hair. Oh. But then you look at it now and compare it to like cinematics <laughs> now, and it looks awful. But back then I was just like, "That's it. That's the that's perfect." We can't, we can't, we can't get better than this. It. This is it. Yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, th- I do think like every couple of years there is another thing in gaming that gets focused on. Like I remember the year, well, let's say the years when water was the big focus. Yes. Getting water right. Yes. And then it kind of peaked with games like Sea of Thieves, and there was uh, another game called Hydrophobia. Yeah, so I remember that. Show, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit of a weird game. It was it was kind of um, like not many people knew about it. It's like a was it it was like a ho- kind of like a horror like a thriller game, right? Where it had like wa- a lot of water, yeah, like water physics, right? Where it was yeah, kind of like she, it, it was a woman who was going to a special exhibition of a um, like it was basically the storyline's Titanic, but modernly told. Mm. And all the way through the intro, you're just like you're going to drown in there, and no, 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 it's all fine. This is all okay. Like, these doors are watertight, blah, blah, blah. And then, obviously, she started drowning. And, yeah, yes. It was terrible, but the water effects were really, really cool in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was that. And then uh, then you get to Sea of Thieves, and you see the water in that. and Because uh, if you remember, like, uh, in games like Spyro the Dragon, like the original one, water was just a single texture. Yep. 
So it was just a flat, flat like, 2D yeah. plane, and then you just you go under it, and the screen turns a bit blue, and you're suddenly in flying mode. That was how they used to do it, but obviously now there's a lot more technicality to how. I mean, I don't even begin to understand how game developers do water now. It's, uh, it's so complex. There's a lot. There's a lot behind it. But, well, um, it seems. Uh, I mean, you might know a bit more about this than I do because you're a bit closer to development than me. Um, but don't they use like balls and stuff now to fill water planes? So there's lots of different. I mean, I'm, I'm sadly I'm not really an expert in in this uh, in the water physics field. But, like you know, there's I'm, there, well, you know, this is kind I of like someone's like be for next week. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll go research <laughs> immediately. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, get my tech demo ready for for to show on this uh, podcast, this <laughs> audio this only podcast. Yeah. <laughs> in audio. Yeah. I think there's lots of different techniques to do it and you know, obviously people are finding out more stuff as we get more powerful uh you know, access to hardware and stuff like that. Yeah. Um but yeah, in terms of actual like technical detail of how fluid dynamics works, I'm not actually hundred percent sure how it works. I know it's super complicated and I've had a look before and I was like, Maybe not, I'm good. <laughs> but uh yeah. Like also a lot of shader. Ma- there's a lot of like shader magic that happens behind the scenes where yeah, like but, you know it's faking a lot of it, right? So well, there's always a lot of smoke and mirrors. Like I I don't know mm. if you ever played World of Warcraft before Cataclysm. No, no, sadly not. Um, I, I don't know if you ever played World of Warcraft. I can't I can't remember what your answer was on that one. Mm. Did you ever play it? No, 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 no. Okay, well you're not missing out. It, it's fantastic, <laughs> but don't play it. It's too predictive. Um, but there was this whole thing where the whole world of Azeroth, before they added flying mounts, was built on smoke and mirrors. Mm. So, like, everything was effective. You know how in London, uh, to block out some of the t- the overground tube lines, they have, like, 2D houses? Yes, yes. So, it was the same thing. Like, you go into Stormwind, and you see, like, towers that, that like, tower up into the air, and houses off in the distance, but they were they were never close. That, that, like, that you could never get close to them, because the closer you got, the more you realize that you're just looking at a JPEG on a cardboard stand. Yep, yep. And... And what they had to do when uh, Cataclysm landed, uh, well, Cataclysm was announced, sorry, is they had to rebuild the entire world to allow flyer mats because suddenly people could go over the top of the, the cardboard cutouts <laughs> and see behind them. So they effectively had to rebuild all the cities. Yeah, yeah. It was always built as like a like a uh, design of function rather than a design of, of um, like, it wasn't supposed to be admired from every angle. Yes. But I remember watching the develop- and listening to the developers talk about it and they were just like, Hell, like it's absolute hell. Yep. We have to rebuild the entire world, and the world is massive. <laughs> yeah, you've got to like remodel all of these things, right? Because now, if yeah, if you're saying you can view them from different perspectives, then using that skybox trick or using that kind of like 2D texture on like a plane at a long anymore. distance, yeah, it just, just doesn't work anymore. Yeah, well, yeah. suddenly things have got a back, and things have got like a, an underside. And stuff yeah, and like what what are the legs of a of a like a Cthulhu-like creature that made was made up ten years ago when Vanilla WoW launched? What yeah. the legs of one of those things look like, we don't know because we've never seen it. So let's, mm. let's have a guess. Um, but yeah, so that, that's um, we kind of got segued a bit into talking about game development there. Yeah. Um, but the other the other big announcement for the PS5, which uh, I think we were all really excited about, I think everyone was super hyped to hear that they finally announced Grand Theft Auto. Oh yeah. Oh, I've been waiting so long. To play I mean, Grand Theft Auto Five, you know, if it's... ever there was a game that I could play on three different consoles from three different generations, it's Grand Theft Auto Five. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's you know I have. It's not like I own GTA Five on almost everything I own. Exactly. You know, right. mul- multiple copies on PC alone. You know, it's it's not as if you know we've already had. And not everyone in this in on the earth has this game already. You know. I mean, but... it was been given away for free multiple times. Yeah. And um, they've also the point is is you get it on launch, but you only get the online mode. You don't get the offline. Wait, really? There's no story. 
Oh, what? So what the, I think what they're trying to do is establish the the online platform on PS5 so they can push them into GTA 6 when it happens. Right. The, the Red Dead online platform isn't very successful. Yeah, it's not doing great. It's just crap. Like it's it's not very well made. It's quite rushed out. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know about you, but I got to the end of the GTA 5 trailer and I was like, okay, so this is GTA 5. Yeah. Where's the announcement for GTA 6? No. It's, it's never coming, that? man. It's, it's not thought, coming. But I thought that's how it was going to end. Like, um, oh, and GTA 6 is coming in the next five years. And I'd be like, fine, great, I'm okay. You've accepted it's real. I think GTA Online just makes Rockstar too much money. This is it the point does. where they're like, well, let's just keep selling more shark cards and <laughs> keep uh, you know, making more content for GTA Online that... Not many people really get to experience because most people enjoy GTA in like a single player capacity. But yeah. you know, oh, let's just no, let's keep going, just keep trying. Well, yeah. I, I guess put yourselves in the feet of someone who's maybe not particularly interested in video games, but is very interested in money. Who probably mm. sits at the top of that company is going, do I want another swimming pool or do I <laughs> want not another swimming pool this year? I True. want another swimming pool, so we'll just keep pressing shark card. Like we'll keep sending those out. True. And True. I, I do sort of understand why some games companies have that kind of focus on money um but it does annoy me because yeah. i like games for being fun and engaging and if it means taking a bit of a dive in in your salary of millions per year mm. i think that's okay that's yeah fine. from a developer you know there's different ways you can view it from like a developer slash consumer standpoint right and it's kind of being a developer in the industry yeah you kind of have to or working in the industry you understand why some of these decisions get made but then yeah, it doesn't yeah. help that you know being a consumer as well you're like come on man like yeah. I want, I want another, I want another ballad of Gay Tony, or you know, stuff like that, right? You <laughs> know, you know. But instead, I get shark cards. Like well, I'd like to see them do GTA Four uh, remastered because we're yeah. in the, the the age of the remaster right now. We're getting, and they've just announced Crash Bandicoot Four. Uh, that was announced last week. The trailer went out. It's super popular. Yeah, everyone's amazed by it. But the Crash Bandicoot remakes that we had were insane. They were so good. Same as the Resident Evil Two remake. Um, you know, these are all remasters that are kind of coming out on a new level now, and I'd love to see like maybe GTA three and four get fully remastered because those games are so good. Yeah, definitely. You just you know that it's not on the like it's probably not even on a notepad anywhere in Rockstar right now because all notepads probably just say shark card, shark card, shark card. <laughs> Announce GTA five, shark card, shark card. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I was just looking through the, the rest of the announcements for uh, PS5, and we've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, yes. which I'm not really interested in, but I don't know if, if that's something you're, you care about. Nah, I'm not really an Assassin's Creed uh, kind of player, but I mean, I enjoyed watching my flatmate play through 3 and 4 when uh, what's it, when we lived together, so I would just watch him, and then occasionally uh, I'd ask to borrow the controller, and then I'd two-hand throw an axe into someone's face and go, oh, that's pretty cool, and then uh, <laughs> hand him back the controller, so... Well, I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan. Like mm. I've been playing them since, in fact, the first one I've been through them all. Yeah. Uh, and Assassin's Creed Four is possibly one of my favorite games of all time. It, that was a really that was a really great one to watch. Like um, the the sea, the sea shanties were yeah. uh, <laughs> top tier. They were great to have just, in the background. It was so well done as well. Like the, the music was fantastic. The the character building, while not necessarily a full assassin, was more like. This feels like a really great pirate adventure. Yeah, yeah. It really feel like a good Assassin's Creed game. It's just, it's, it's a good game. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of my all time favorites. That game is. But I'm, I'm just looking through the list now and seeing if there's anything else that really stands out. There's there's really one big one that we're missing, which is uh the Horizon Zero Dawn sequel. Oh. Yeah. Yes. 
Absolutely, yes, that so, looked amazing. So sadly, I've not had a chance to play through the original yet, or play through Horizon. Yeah, Horizon Zero. Yeah, sorry. The new one is called Horizon. What's the new one called again? It's like Horizon uh, Forbidden West. Forbidden West. That's the one, right? Yeah. So I haven't had a chance to play through Zero Dawn, uh, but I've only heard good things about it, and the like mechanical creatures look awesome. Looks well, so coming good. Out on, on Steam soon. So oh yeah. Yeah, I'm planning on rebuying it because I 100%ed that game. Never played the um, the expansion, but this version. Excuse me, just swallowing my tongue. Um, this version on Steam is uh, including the the big expansion as well. Mm. Oh, uh, awesome! And, and I'd I'd love to see it played at like a, a frame rate that isn't nine on the PS4. <laughs> <laughs> and while I'm playing it, not here. Yeah, as my PS4 doesn't take off. Oh god, that actually that is something that's happening with the Last of Us Two right now. Like my PS4 does genuinely sound like a jet engine when i'm playing um, that game like you know i'm trying to listen to the, you know they're trying to have like a really heartfelt quiet moment you know where two characters are discussing stuff and it's supposed to be like quite quiet and airy and all <laughs> i can hear in the background is mm, yeah. <laughs> the angry PS4. yeah like come on man well do you have a pro or a standard so i've got a standard i've got it since like really early i think it's um, actually my, mine's like... a launch ps4 like, I've oh had it wow launch and it's still fine and yeah. it's quieter than my friend who has a ps pro Oh, really? Because um, he was telling me about The Last of Us, and he's like, I can't hear half the game. Like, Why? <laughs> oh, and God. he's like, well, because it's just so loud. And he sent me an audio clip of it, and all you can hear is like... Oh, like and, and the fans are so much louder than the voice. Yeah. Oh, God. It's such oh. a shame. It's something I do hope they kind of perfect with the, the next, like the PS5 and the... the is it the Xbox One X? Uh, yes, Xbox Series X, I think it's called. The new one is going to be right. called, yeah. Because I've completely lost what their naming convention is now. Like, um, I remember when they announced the Xbox 360, and then people were like the next one's going to be called the Xbox 720. Yes, like, no, not that. no, just don't don't name your consoles in sequential order. Just keep adding X's and other acronyms to yeah. it. So Try now, to be edgy. yeah, now your console is called Xbox Sex. So you know yeah. that's great. You know we we've reached the end game here. You know well, where do you go from there? Yeah, Expo Sex. Yeah. You know where do we go, where do we go from here? You know right, it's Expo Sex Sex. <laughs> or just put Triple X on the end. Of it. Sponsored by Pornhub. Uh, and th- this episode of uh, the podcast? No, it's not. No. <laughs> oh, um, cool. So um, I mean, I guess that's pretty much everything in the PS5 launch. Like, I can't think of anything else that really stood out. Yeah. Uh, um, other than the Spider-Man announcement, which I was super excited because oh, I thought yeah. oh, Spider-Man sequel, and then it's not a sequel; it's well, kind of a side story. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's it, the side story. Yeah, kind of heard is. mixed things about. Some people like, no, it is its own game. Some people are like, no, it's just DLC. And some people are like, no, it's going to be like a in-between sort of thing. So I'm not really sure. But well, you know. it's, we're sort of in that age as well, where because um, every time a new console gets announced, they show you the new uh, the new tech. Yes. And it's not much dissimilar from the like the later games. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, it's not much. It's not dissimilar from the like the the late games on the previous console. Yeah, yeah. They've obviously reached the limit of what that console can do, and then so they just move on to the next console and they start with like the early restrictions of the console rather than like really pushing what it can do. Mm. So mm. I, I found like a lot of the stuff they showed didn't really impress me that much because I feel like I've seen it before on the PS4. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's kind of where we're getting to with graphical fidelity, right? Where it's just like you know things can look more realistic, and it's like oh, okay, yeah, that's good. Just or, or, you yeah. know th- they can put more stuff, like slightly more stuff on screen, which is why I think for me, like when I look at these 
when I look at like the new games announced, I'm like, yeah, these games look great. But for me, I'm kind of more into like the I'll take like a stylized game over like a hyper realistic game in terms of like something looking nice. Like that's more appealing to me. So I guess you know that kind of going you know full circle, going back to why like stuff like the little devil inside, you know, seeing that kind of thing is like heavily stylized and cartoony, and I think that just looks like super engaging, that's like, super great to me as opposed to like these like you know you look at that the sweat trailer, the NBA sweat trailer you know, comparing yeah. that so I, I i don't think anyone was sitting at home going i can't wait to play nba <laughs> no, no one's looking at going, this is it it's been announced i'm ready like it, it, there was a an, an e3 show years and years ago mm. where ea were doing all these announcements and stuff and this this nutcase of a like super hyped up social media representative came out on stage and was like peggle two and then jumped oh, yeah. in the air and did like a punt on the ground yeah i remember and that was, yeah there was all these explosions and stuff and the crowd are just like no one reacts. Like everyone's just like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I mean, the the memes that come out of stuff like that are just no. so good, though. Well, but... I think one of my favourites was the. Um, I think I want to say it's Konami, but I might be wrong here. Um, it was a Japanese developer, and they were talking about this game, and they were saying um, uh, this this game represents actual battles from Japanese history yeah and, and here's one now and then huge crab giant, gi- giant <laughs> yeah. enemy crab yeah and then yeah. he's like and here's a giant enemy crab yeah it's just like of all the randomization that could have happened in that demo that took place in front of everyone oh god oh that was so fun I still yeah. watch it now just just to get a giggle and, and there was that guy that did the thing as well yeah yeah I think oh. there's that video which has the compilation of that I remember there's another one where it's like it's just someone re- like I think it was like when Ridge Racer came out on PSP and it's just Kaz Hurai going like it's Ridge Racer yeah. Ridge <laughs> Racer, just like oh god. Well, there's that one as well. Again, it's a Japanese developer, and he's like presenting. Um, I want to say 99 Nights. I might be wrong. Mm. And he's talking about it like everyone is super hyped for it, and just like he's really over the top about it, and yeah. no one's reacting. People yeah. are just like, nope, this is not for me. Oh. But then on the other side of that, you've got Devolver Digital, who do those amazing <laughs> like, oh, stories. The, yeah, they're so oh. good. Like the fact that E3 was cancelled this year, the only downer for me is is the fact that we don't get to see more of the the executive woman's story. Yeah, Nina, I think her name is it Nina. Nina, Nina Friedman, Friedman yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and God. If, if I was Devolver and Devolver, if you're listening, which I doubt you are, because you probably got much better things to do than listen to my podcast, our podcast, sorry, yes. my podcast, <laughs> my podcast, <laughs> sponsored by Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> if you um, go to onlyfans.com forward slash <laughs> the Sunfire Tavern. No. <laughs> And you can also tweet us at Sunfire Tavern. Oh, there you go. Um, No, so Nina's meta story, and Devolver, if you are listening, as we were saying, Mm. please make that into a game. Yeah, honestly. Please please turn that into the next big thing. Like, because there are so many people, like, now engaged in her story. Yeah. And I know it's ridiculous. I know it's silly. I know she's this, like, Android CEO that's, like... um, keeps having her memories put into another version of her body. Yeah. But the fact that we didn't get to follow that story this year was heartbreaking. <sighs> it's so good and so entertaining. And I love your middle finger to corporate gaming. Like yeah. it's it's great. It's perfect. It's because, great. I mean, myself working for a company like Blizzard, we were able to uh, laugh at some of the stupid things that we did publicly. Mm. It was mm. it was an easy thing to do. Like we could laugh at it. But I do feel some of the developers may not have had sense of humor about some of the mistakes they made in the past. I'm not going to talk about anything recently. 
I'm more talking about things that we did like five or ten years ago. Yeah. Like yeah. where we where we said that people didn't want World of War um World of Warcraft Classic and everyone was like, Well actually we do. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like those kind of things we could laugh at. And that's what I like about Devolver Digital is they're very well aware that they are probably a corporate structure gaming company, mm. but they're also producing this amazing content that speaks to gamers. Oh yeah, definitely. Like that. Yeah. It's cool. Like um, um also, you know, they're willing to do the super crazy stuff like, let's just make bootlegs of our own games and sell them to you. Like, it's genius. It's so good. It feels like they've got, like, almost teenagers, but very well aware teenagers running the company. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, and I like that. Like, that's good. Mm. But that actually, so, um, it doesn't really bring me on, but I'm going to segue to it anyway. But the next point is, um, during lockdown... We've had a lot of time to play video games and mm. a lot of time to do stuff that we probably wouldn't have done. Like suddenly everyone knows how to make bread. Oh is, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that is, but everyone's making bread now, so I've... people don't know how to make pasta. I remember Are you making bread? Uh yeah, I've been been doing some baking, some home baking, some homemade pasta. Uh the other day I made uh my own puff pastry, uh just to see how, how hard it would be and it was great. I made a chicken and mushroom pie and I have that's what I'm gonna be having Thank for you. dinner today, uh some leftover. It was so good. It's I've been cheating. Sick. I've been using a subscription service for like monthly food. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah. but they send you like the uh, just the spices mm. and the recipe. You go out and buy a piece of chicken, and you make this like like it, the pad thai. Yeah, I was expecting it to be absolute crap because I'm not a very good chef. I, I can cook, but I'm not brilliant. Mm. And I made it, and I was like, this tastes like something out of a restaurant. This is incredible. It's, yeah, so I... I'm pretty impressed by that. But the actual, yes. no, we weren't talking about what what cooking we were doing. We we're talking about games that we may have put off. Um, and finally got around to playing while we're in lockdown. So myself, we've already talked about it. Was The Last of Us. Mm, uh, yeah. What about you? What, what did you pick up in the in the lockdown that you thought you'd never play? Uh, honestly, I guess I'm trying to think about what what games I've been playing recently, and my memory is just I I guess one thing to to no, not a single player game, but I never thought I would be the person who would play League of Legends in solo queue, and um, <laughs> I guess it just kind of happened. Like I, you know, with League of Legends, it was like my very much like only my social game. Like, oh, I'm only gonna play this game with friends, and if I can't find friends to play it, then I won't play uh, on my own because I hate solo queue. And then, well, solo queue, solo queue league is probably not dissimilar from solo queue Overwatch. Yeah, it's uh, where, just where you just get screamed at in five different languages. It's it all at the same time, and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, okay. like I mean, maybe this is this is a topic for a, for a, for a late episode. You know, you discussed we discussed really early in the podcast talking about like uh, rage or like uh, you, know, you know things that we don't really understand how people can get so angry about certain things yeah. in games. Yeah, I think that might be a good topic for. I have some stories, but it might be a good topic for a later episode. But you can note that yeah. for a future episode because yeah. we're running out of ideas. <laughs> We're not. I've got thousands of ideas. Please send us your questions. <laughs> yeah. Please do tweet at the Sunfire Tavern. Is it some, at Sunfire Tavern? At Sunfire Tavern. Yeah. Um, so yeah, oh, I guess ahead, I, I guess that's, that's that was kind of like my big one that I became a, a League of Legends solo key player to my benefit or detriment. Where that remains to be seen. Um, what else in terms of single player games have I been playing? It's been like it's actually been like three months now to kind of think over. Same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what? What? And it games? doesn't feel like three months. No. At the time it felt like three months, but now it's like kind of want it back, which it we're probably going to get back. Not. It looks like as well. <laughs> I might, I might, uh, I might cheat and open up my uh, my Steam profile. <laughs> have a look at it's more, more of like because you know we've we've all got the the backlog. Yes. All of yes, us have yes, the gaming yes. backlog, and mine is now. I want to say about four thousand deep 
of unplayed games. Oh my god, that's a lot of video um, games. Full disclosure, I didn't buy most of them. I used to have a lot of games given to me for free. Mm. Uh, or I just chuck them in my Steam account, or I chuck them in, my, in a box under my PS4 and never look at them again. Yeah. And things like God of War on PS4, I've never even put it in the in the disc drive. Um, and it's one of the best games of all time, I'm being told, but I've just never got around to playing it because like, I keep getting all these different games, like either buy them myself or um, I get them through like old colleagues or whatever who've moved to other companies and they're just like, hey, do you want a free copy of um, Sonic and Sega All Star Racing 2? I'm like, yeah, that sounds <laughs> great. And instead of, instead of playing God of War, which I probably should play, I then go and play that for like 20 hours and completely lose the time. Yeah, yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, so so for me, like I said, it was The Last of Us, and I don't think there's really been any other games that I've played when I didn't think I would, because I, I always go back to Overwatch when I'm bored, or a bit of Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, the new character got announced. Oh uh, yeah, we didn't Ming talk Ming about that. From Ming Ming from Arms. Yeah, from Arms. Yeah. yeah. My actual main from Arms as well when I oh, played it. Oh shit! Nice. I was I was one of like eleven people that bought that game. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it didn't take. I remember people being really hyped for it, like in, before pre-launch, and then kind of came out, and then didn't really hear much about it. But yeah, uh... it was heavily sold to me because um, just just as it was being announced, I was I was going on a trip to California. Mm. Uh, to, to I mean, it doesn't matter what I was doing, but I was going to California, um, and there was this uh, summer of play Nintendo Roadshow. Yeah, at the Irvine Spectrum in in uh, in Irvine, California. Yes. Um, and I, I I read about it, and I was actually there on a work thing, and like with all these people, like oh, business, business, business. And I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna go to the Spectrum, which is just down where we from where we were, mm. and uh, just do some business stuff. Like uh, I'm gonna go and get coffee and whatever. And literally turned up to play Arms, Smash Brothers, Splatoon, and all these other things, surrounded by loads of other like middle aged men who had obviously been off to do the same thing. Yes. And like. 20 people from the the presentation that I was supposed to be in had also snuck off to do it and we were like I know what you're all here for you losers <laughs> we were cool losers is what we were but um, we got Hell to play yeah. ARMS and it was playing it in that setting in like the surrounded by all these like hype people and stuff that made me go this is actually really fun oh yeah definitely however when I got it back home not so much fun because I realised a lot of what was selling it to me was like when I threw a punch at that place mm. all the lights would go off and smoke would come out of the walls and stuff oh wow when I got it home I'd punch and probably fall over <laughs> and then nearly hit my partner or something like that that was about as intense as it ever got yeah yeah right. uh, mm. but that's the only reason I bought arms uh, did you have a chance to look for your, your backlog I did and I'm going to be honest with you I have not seen anything that stood out to me in terms of single player games that I've played recently however it did remind me of some games that I am actually looking to play, or at least games that I've, what's it, uh, you know, next next games to play, you know, sort of in the plan after Last of Us Two. Oh, next, the next point on the list. You're ruining everything. I, was, I, I thought I would do the segue, you know. I thought, you, you know, I, I, and also to save myself from the embarrassment of being like, <laughs> I'm just a filthy si- solo queue League of Legends player. Please help me, oh well, god. You're already getting heavily weight, um, heavily uh, judged by all of our fans, of which there are. Five. <laughs> hey, well, to all those fans out there, we appreciate just, you. Just, yeah, we appreciate you. Also, we don't play, you. don't don't play League of Legends solo queue. But anyway, um, uh, so yeah, what I'm looking for next is um, I promised myself that I was going to play through the Ori games because the new Ori game looks super super good. Um, and I'm definitely not biased because I don't. It's not like I know anyone who worked in that game. Um, but uh, it definitely looks. It looked really, really good, and I'm a huge fan of like platformers, like uh, games like Hollow Knight, 
uh, Celeste, you know, those kinds of... Oh, like... you'll, 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 you'll die for Ori then. Yeah, it's, it's... it's right up my alley, basically. I also so... guarantee you within the first 10 minutes you'll be hooked. Yeah. Like, it has an amazing hook at the start that, that, that pulls you straight in. Mm, mm. Um, so you'll love it. Like, and the music is, is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. The just even so, so I actually got to be at E3 when they announced that it was the one year I got to be at E3 live. Mm. Um, and when they announced it, um, no one knew that this game was being announced. It was very quiet because it was just a side, yeah. like indie title from yeah. Microsoft that I really cared about. Mm. I remember we were sitting in this big hall and they changed the ambience in the hall and they also changed the temperature. Oh they made wow! It, like they made the air like humid and yeah. cold. Um, oh. So they they showed the trailer. And while they were showing the trailer, there were like lights coming out of the screen and going around the room, and they also put like this like foresty smell going around. And it wasn't like there was someone was just spraying air freshener. It was, it was like an actual like like um like a feeling of being in a forest. It was so weird. And and, and the, the trailer finished, and then all these like fireflies and stuff were like sparkling around the the arena. Wow! And everyone was just like, "It's humid in here. How is it humid?" It was so weird. It was wow. So cool. Yeah, I could, that, that sounds that, amazing. Well, that sucked me into the world. I was just like, okay, this, mm. I've been in the world now. I want to play this game. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was, that was incredible. I've, I've actually been to a few events like that where um, there's been these like amazing reveals, like the Deathwing announcement uh, for the Cataclysm for WoW. They did that, so they they actually did a similar thing where they made it hotter in the room when Deathwing flew over everyone's heads at BlizzCon. Oh, wow. And they made it so that like as it flew over everyone's heads in the dark, all the lighting changed and stuff, and like this massive shadow passed over the audience, and then you were all like blown off your seats. Oh my god, that was really cool. I love that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, that sounds mm. great. Like, yeah, it's like even it's like it's like one of those things where you can only really experience it by being there. Like, it's like you yeah. can't just watch that, right? You have to be there to experience it. So that and sounds also, amazing. It only exists as a memory. Like, it's not something yeah. you can physically go back and and see because no one's filming it. Yeah, exactly like, right. Yeah, and it it literally just exists as a memory, and you're like, I was part of that. That was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, super cool. So your yeah. next game on the plan is what? What was it you said your next game was? Ori. Ori, yes. Ori, okay. yes. After the last, um, of, I've got the Last of Us to finish because uh, that's the only thing that my PS4 has been existing for uh, for the Last <laughs> of Us Two. Um, and then yeah, I guess the next game on the list will probably be Ori. Right, so I'm not entirely sure what my next game is because I've got. Although I did get for my birthday um, Neo Two, not ah, yeah, not Neo. 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 The the yeah the, the Japanese Dark Souls. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so that's on my list, but there's I mean there's so many other games in the way before that one. Mm. And I also just bought uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, I, that's a game that I've been told to play by many people, as in the the remaster or the original. The one, remaster right? on the Switch of yes. the original from the Wii U. Yeah, and I've it's 100 plus hours, like yeah. probably as long as Persona Five. Oh boy. Um, but it's really good. Well, I'm enjoying it. I, just, I don't think it's engaging me as much as I thought it would. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's good. Like, I mean, I've already switched over to The Last of Us, so <laughs> it's obviously not pulling me in that far. <laughs> but I'm a very fickle gamer. Like, I, I get, uh, I do this thing what I, what I refer to as two-thirding, where I get two-thirds of the way through a game, and I'm just like, right, next game. Yep. Doesn't I matter, they haven't that. finished it. Yep. I think that's it. I think it's hard for, you know, nowadays, because I guess, like, you know, back in my day, blah, 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 you know, there was, yeah, le- yeah. There was less... 
you had less of a choice in terms of like games and stuff, right? You know, there wasn't as, as much available, so you kind of just like had to buy that one game and then just play through it, and that's what you had, right? At least that's what it was like for me growing up. Yeah, but, for sure. But now, like you know, because there's so many good games, and on top of that, there's like such a huge catalog of like a back, a huge backlog of all these really great games, right? Now, now you're just kind of like spoiled for choice, so you kind of can be fickle right you can be kind of be like oh you know i'm kind of bored here i'll just go play this other one right you know and just kind of cross these games off your list as you try to find that the gems essentially right so yeah 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 it's um it's a strange place to be i think because uh it, you, you are right like when, when you were younger you'd buy a game and you'd probably save up for that game yeah so yeah. you'd get all your money's worth out of that single experience like i remember i saved up for um Oh god, the title's completely gone out. Sonic Three. I don't know. I couldn't remember that title. I saved up for like for like two months for Sonic Three or two mm. or three months. Uh, and when I got it, I played it back to back constantly because I didn't really have anything else. I had my other Mega Drive games that I was already bored of, like Micro Machines and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I played Sonic Three back to back, so I probably play that game inside out. But then now I've got like all these AAA titles, and plus I'm older, like I've, you know, I'm moving on with my life and stuff. Yeah. Um, I just don't really have time. That I want to put toward these games. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, yeah. Like, but no, carry on. Go ahead. Oh no, sorry. It's just, it's just like you know, time. I guess that's the main thing as well, right? Yeah. It's like now, like you know, you you have you have the 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 catalog and you know the, everything is there and you have the money to like spend on buying these games and stuff like that. But then yeah, I guess as you grow up, you just kind of that's it. You just don't have the time to play games and stuff, which is yeah. quite sad. Everyone starts having kids and getting married and doing important things like paying taxes and yeah, exactly. Own coffins. And yeah, I'm still here playing video games at 37. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying a house, so that's like a whole double-edged sword thing. Oh, congrats! Nice. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not actually at the point of buying it yet, but you know, mortgage has been approved and all that stuff. So awesome, man. Now I just have to find it. And finding a house in London not very easy. No, I can imagine that being the worst. Very expensive. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, um, but yes, yeah, so I'm in that process, which is fun. Awesome. Um, but now I can't think of what my next game is going to be, so I guess just carrying on with my backlog as we go. Yeah, awesome, man. Cool. Um, well, again, with a great podcast. This is episode two of the Sunfire Tavern. Uh, you can check us out on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on iTunes. Um, you probably hear me repeating it live off my balcony. Um, <laughs> But we're also actually looking for special guests. Yeah. Uh, if people want to come onto the show and talk to us, because uh, now that we're starting to kind of get our feet a little bit and actually, you know, have a social media presence, it would be nice if we could start connecting with other podcasters and maybe linking up. Yeah, that'd be um, awesome. Ollie, I don't know if you've got anything to say before we uh, finish up. Um, no, just saying. Here. Please. <laughs> uh, let us know if you have any questions or any kind of topics or things you'd like to hear us discuss about uh, for future episodes. You know, maybe stuff like, uh, you know, more personal moments with gaming or, you know, like our stories and stuff like that. Like, what, we'd be really interested to hear what you guys would like to hear from us, right? Yeah, or, I'm, yeah. I'm actually super interested to hear people's, like, key moments as well. Yeah. Because everyone has their own little story of why, why a game or a movie or a, a TV show impacted them. And, and it's, it's super interesting to hear what, like, how people absorb that content and mm. like what it did to them. So yeah, that's a good point. Definitely. Uh, but please do follow us on at Sunfire Tavern uh, on Twitter, uh, Sunfire Tavern on Instagram. Um, but please don't follow me on Facebook because we don't exist on Facebook. So that's <laughs> weird. Uh, and I guess uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, guys. Cheers, guys. Take care. Bye.